Welcome to One Beer Wonder, a podcast by The Football Shed. We take one topic, theme, person or subject from the football world and talk about it for the amount of time it takes us to drink one beer. When the beer is done, we are done. Well, um, yeah, what did you want to talk about, Jeff? Well, this week I've been thinking about Alfonso Alves. Do you remember Alfonso Alves? <laughs> I do remember Alfonso. Why, right. why, are you thinking, why What led you to think about Alfonso Alves? Well, obviously, like, when Moise Kane, has, Moise Kane has left Everton to go to PSG, I was thinking, well, that was, that was an underwhelming disappointment. And every okay. time... Every time I think of underwhelming disappointments, I think of Alfonso Alves. <laughs> so, for, so for those who don't know, Alfonso Alves was a Brazilian. Is he Brazilian? Yeah, Brazilian. Who yeah. Um, scored like 45 goals in 30 games in the Dutch league and was bought by Middlesbrough for big money or big money at the time. Yeah. And then he scored, um, I think he scored seven in five. I think a hat trick against Man United. Do you remember that? You probably do remember yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that one. And then he suddenly like didn't score a goal for two years or so, so it just was it just went wrong. the worst player of all time yeah. and then the and next he got year, fat yeah got, got and fat and lazy and rubbish and, do exercise. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and the next year Middlesbrough were in a um, relegation battle and he just he didn't have the he didn't have what it takes to be in a relegation <laughs> battle that's when he got you know was missing his luxury yachts and, the, and you could you could tell and I, but I remember the reason I was thinking about it because I remember being super excited when he was going to come to the Prem. I was like, "Oh, yeah. this bloke! Look what he's done!" This bloke. and the the flip between being super excited and realizing he was actually just a complete rubbish <laughs> made me made me think about other players. Like, can you who comes to mind when you think about players that were that you were excited about that were actually super shit? Anderson. So Anderson at Man United, like I, Man this is United tough for long... you love Anderson. I well, yes, and Man United. I I listed a few Man United players that I've thought of when you mentioned this topic, and I was just like, "Is Mkhitaryan, uh, Phil Jones, Carol Paborski? He was on my list, John Paborski. Oh my god, <laughs> um, Di Maria, Veron. Like Veron was going to be the greatest player of all time, but Anderson came and he was <laughs> Falcao." Um, yeah. Oh god. Well, no, but I knew he was going to be crap. Okay. So I think that, like, he was old and past it. Whereas Anderson came and he was seventeen. He was eighteen years old, and he was cost a lot of money, and he was playing for Brazil as a number ten as an eighteen-year-old, and came from Porto. Porto, and we're like, "Yep, yeah, this guy's brilliant." And Fergie played him in the Champions League final against Barcelona, and he's got an amazing left foot, and he's got all the talent in the world, and then it all just went wrong. And it just turned out he was a bit rubbish. And he stayed around for about eight years, played in two Champions League finals, won the league five or six times, but actually did nothing. And then we loaned him out to someone, I think in Turkey, he went somewhere. And then after that, they didn't want to sign him. And then he just went back to Brazil. And now, I think he's only like 35 now. I think he just sits about. <laughs> John, I remember you at the time thinking this bloke was the nuts. Like, you, oh. you, would, you, you probably still to this day struggle to say he's crap. I, well, there's still part of me that's like, oh, maybe you can make it. <laughs> maybe he's going to come <laughs> good. Maybe he's going to come good. 
Maybe oh. a bit of him that could, could be he could be the next Messi still. Like. But you know, you, United have had a fair few that you, you you're excited about that really do just. I mean, you've had some passengers over the years when you when you look look at that well, list, some real passengers, and you haven't even included players like Schweinsteiger, who that you're going, oh great, we're finally so I would look at see the- him in the Prem. Yeah, well, yes, no, that's quite true. I was mildly excited about seeing Schweinsteiger in the Prem and Zlatan and stuff, but you also knew they were older and they were kind of a bit past it. So you didn't expect them to be a world beater. But Anderson came and Fergie loved him and you were like, he's going to win the Ballon d'Or. He's going to be amazing. He's going to be like the greatest. And then he just can't play for a professional football team anymore. So he just turned out to be crap. He's not your worst though. Your worst was Bebe. Well, no, see, I, <laughs> <laughs> yes. But again, I had no hope for Bebe. Oh, I had like... hope for Bebe. When you hear the story, again, I, I'll just give you some foundation here. For those who don't know who Bebe was, it wasn't he just like a, a street cleaner in Brazil or <laughs> no, like, like he no. was a homeless kid? Yeah, so he lived in an orphanage. Sorry, and... or I sound bad. Like... <laughs> no, 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 no. So it's, um, he lived in an orphanage and then ended up being homeless. Um, so he like had a rough upbringing, um, and then was seen playing the homeless World Cup. Do you remember the homeless yeah, World yeah, Cup yeah, yeah. in Melbourne at Fed Square, um, which is brilliant? I don't know if they still do that anymore. Um, he played at that, and a third division Portuguese team saw him, and he was like 16, 17 at the time. And went, Hang on, you're good. Signed him up. He played um, five or six games for them and scored seven or eight goals. And Carlos Quiroz, the old mm. assistant manager at Man United, saw him the highlights of him playing those five or six games or whatever, just on YouTube, and went, let's buy this guy. And they went, cool, seven million, please. Yeah, seven million. <laughs> and but, we went, sure. But John, this is why it was so exciting. Because, right, you hear that story and you want this kid to be amazing. Like, like all you want is yeah. for this kid to come to Manchester United and get his debut and score and be the nuts. Didn't he play one game? Didn't he, like, come on for an injured player and get subbed off again and ne- never to see the red shirt? He played about 75 minutes of Premier League football. And I remember yeah. he came on in the um, Champions League and it was his first game. And he came playing, like, a Spartak Moscow or something in a group game. And he came on and everyone was like, yeah. And then after about 15 minutes, everyone went, ooh. Um, <laughs> who's this guy? <laughs> That's what I mean. That's why it's so sad because it's not that we were expecting greatness. It's not like you're getting told this kid's Rubinho, but you want it. You want it so bad. You're just like, this is the story, isn't it? If this works, it's just beautiful. But as it oh, turns out, yeah. um, he was never totally worked. crap. Totally crap. Um, um, do you have any other players that you uh, were excited about that failed? Well, I think um, I think Chelsea have had a few over the years, haven't they? Mm. Uh, the, Shevchenko's the one. Shevchenko, yeah. <laughs> but the, that whole first era when um, that whole first Mourinho era when the when the money came in, I think there are a lot of them I was super excited about. Um, Adrian mm. Mutu. Mm. I, I thought that was a that was a good that was a good purchase. Uh, um, Matija Kesman. I was excited yeah, about Matija Kesman, but. Go figure. Didn't he? Didn't he do coke and get sacked? No, that was that was, was that Mutu. Mutu. Sorry, Mutu yeah. did coke yeah. and get sacked in his first season. I can't. I can't remember. Yeah. But so Mutu got did coke and got sacked. Um, and then he's now coach of the Romanian under twenty one team and doing quite well. Um, and Kesman came over and everyone was like, "Yeah, he's gonna be brilliant." He just never scored a goal. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember being really disappointed by Kesman too because it, it was the first kind of 
I'm not going to call it Moneyball, but it was because it, it, it was the first kind of big let's just buy everyone and see what happens thing. We as we yeah. as fans in England hadn't really seen anything like that. So you you as soon as every player is mentioned, you're like, well, what happened? What would happen if you had all the money in the world? You could buy anyone you wanted, and you're like, oh, look at all of these amazing, beautiful, shiny players. Yeah. But you're right though, Shevchenko does does top that list of of oh. Well, because when Shevchenko came in, he was. AC Milan's top scorer for however many years in a row. He was the top scorer in Europe and he was the best striker in Europe. And everyone went, oh yeah, brilliant. Um, Chelsea have got a really... And then he just had forgotten how... Like literally just that week, he just forgot how to play football and just went, well, no, I'm not very good at this anymore. So, but, sorry. Do you know, I think that um, it's hard because the players, unless they're kind of unearthed players that you've you've done your homework into and you're super excited and then they actually turn out to be shit, it, it's the ones that have a name that you really are looking forward to. And it's so mm. disappointing when they when they don't live up to it. Or when you, like you've mentioned a few for United when they're, when they're a bit older. I think there are teams that have signed players that are a bit older that you just you're gagging to see what you want to see and it just doesn't happen. And uh, like yeah. when Sammy, Sammy Letu went to, went to Chelsea, oh, right? Yes. I, I was so thrilled to see Sammy Eto in the, in the Premier League. And, yeah. and like, we I, Everton. Well, he did. Yeah. Go figure. Like, that's, that's how far the, the leaf fell from the oak <laughs> uh, for, for Sammy Eto. But um, I guess he'd spent a couple of years in, in Russia, hadn't he? At that Machalaka side you know that, yes that yeah they, they got loads of um oligarch money and just yeah we could do a whole show on that one um yeah but like it was i well, we could probably do a whole show on whether samuelletti was any good at chelsea because uh, some would argue that he was excellent and Mourinho didn't give him a chance or whatever mm. but it wasn't the samuelletti that we saw at barcelona and um no. uh, yeah I, I think there are probably players like that scattered along the premier shevchenko uh, not shevchenko um swansteiger is a great example yeah, like there's people out there that they were world class players, and then they come, and it happened in the old days of the like money first coming into the Premier League when like Viali came to Chelsea, mm. Mancini went to Leicester, and you're just like, oh, this is brilliant. These are the, some of the best players around, and I've never seen them play, and now we get to watch them every week. And then you go, oh, you're actually just a bit of an old man who's not good as he used to be. And the Premier League's changed now because you get people at the peak of their powers. Um, so you kind of go, oh, Di Maria, for example, should have yeah. been brilliant. And you're just like, yep, he won the man of the match in the Champions League final, won the game for Real Madrid, comes to Man United, and then is crap. Like, oh. Blame that on his misses, though, right? That, that's like, he well, has, well, not blame it on his misses. But... <laughs> no, you blame it on the Mancunian kids who broke into his house whilst his missus and kids were at home and then he went I don't want to live here anymore which is fair yeah enough. fair enough that's a, that's, a, that's fair enough I, I wouldn't want to live there if, if that happened can you think of um, any whole teams that have made you feel like that a whole team yeah because oh. as, I was, as I was thinking of Alfonso Alves for some reason my mind wandered to Fulham <laughs> when, when Fulham <laughs> got promoted when they had Luis Saha and Boa Morte and, do you remember oh, that yes. team? Do you yeah. remember that team? They they'd won the championship, and it was when um, Mohamed Al Fayed had just uh, spent a bucket load of money. cash in the club, and it was just it was just before he put that Michael Jackson statue outside Craven Cottage. <laughs> this is the era. Shut your eyes. That's the era. It's the kind of monkey Mickey Mouse town that we're living in. And I remember thinking they were so good in the championship, and their first game of the season was against Man United. 
and yeah. it was just the way the fixture list was and it was at Craven Cottage and I remember just kind of being super excited about that game all summer because I'm like okay this is like they were so good and they've got all this money and we're about to see you know champions versus champions because United won the league the past year so I'm like champion mentality versus champion mentality come on this is going to be a great game United just knobbed just- them uh, we they smashed them like four scored a free kick. Yeah, it was just absolutely destroyed him. And I was like, oh, okay. And then Fulham throughout the season were just as bad as they were on that day against United. I'm like, okay, well, there you go. That was all my excitement. That was a good couple of months. I've got a couple of um, English ones for you that kind of players that started well and you're like, yes, this is going to go really, really well. And then it all goes wrong. And there's go a bit on. of an Everton connection here. Jack Rodwell. <laughs> Surely. Jack Rodwell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we, I remember talking to you and going, well, Man United are going to sign Jack Rodwell because that's what Man United do is go, oh, best young players in the country. We're, we're going to have Rooney, thanks. We'll have them. We'll have them. And, oh, uh, and, and caveat, best young players who score against Man United. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> and um, Jack Rodwell, there was talk of us signing him for years. Mm. And it was like 20 million and he's going to be the next Rio Ferdinand, but he might play defensive midfield or whatever. And they just turned into nothing <laughs> worse than nothing he like he, he turned into an anti-footballer didn't he really the other one i was thinking of with an everton connection is franny jeffers oh okay so franny jeffers went to arsenal for nine mil yeah and was going to be like the next guy he was going to be the main man and he's going to be brilliant and then it he was the number on. nine wasn't he when he went he was he was the yeah. solution and then it all just went wrong and he ended up um Back at Everton, he playing in the eight. Yeah, then he played. Well, he's, he's at Everton now as a coach. Um, but he's been. He was in the A League for a bit, wasn't he? Was he? Franny Jeffers came out to Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played for Newcastle Jets for a little bit. Oh, I didn't know that. A long time ago, you do. I remember. I remember talking to you about it. We may have even seen him play. It was a long time ago now. Yeah, I think uh, it's amazing how many. Um, I think the the Everton marketing department have done a very good job at hyping up young players. <laughs> I think when, when a club makes a lot of money out of selling players or whatever it had in the last 15 years, I think like Jolene Lescott, when, um, when Jolene Lescott went to Manchester City for £27 million, by the way, the, the whole rhetoric behind that, um, that transfer was that they were getting two players for the price of one. Because he well, plays like the left, left back, back and, and centre back, so it's like, oh, they only have to buy one player and they get a left back and a centre back. Like, has anyone ever seen Julian Lescott play left back? Because <laughs> he's pretty bad at it. Like, do you, do you think that is though because they've been playing for Everton, who were pretty like they had Tony Hibbert, Phil Neville, Thomas Graveson playing? So if you are a little bit better than them, you look really good. So if you're playing in a David Moyes defensive team that's not very interesting to watch and then you're Jack Rodwell or Franny Jeffers, you suddenly look like, oh, these guys are world beaters. But in fact, they're not. They're just a slightly better than what was around them. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's maybe it's all relative. And I think that um, the, the worst England side I can remember was when we when England didn't get through to the Euros. Remember we did, they didn't qualify. It was against... Yeah, Steve McLaren. Yeah, Croatia. Croatia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because he played four centre backs, because he bought into yeah. the hype. So Jolie Lescott <laughs> was left back, and Micah Richards was right back. Ferdinand, <laughs> like, Terry, Lescott, and Richards. Like, oh great, that's dynamic and forward thinking, isn't it? Good on Roy. Um, I got a couple of. Uh, I got a, an old one for you. So yeah, go on. Going back a bit, um, but Leeds in 
signed yeah. Thomas Brolin from the Swedish guy. So he's playing oh, yeah. for Palmer. And he played for Sweden in the 92 Euros in Sweden and was like the best player and did really well. Then they yeah. did really well in the 94 World Cup and he got to the, they got to the semi-finals. He's playing for that Palmer side that had Buffon in goal and was brilliant and Espria and stuff. Came to Leeds and they, again, just gone, no, can't really be bothered anymore and just ballooned in weight, got really fat and was just like, <laughs> just don't really care and I'm just going to wander around. <laughs> Uh, so that's you know back in the days of it just being a paycheck. Uh, you um you brushed over Veron pretty quickly in your Man United update, but he mm. probably should get more airtime. Veron oh, cost oh, you twenty eight million pounds, John. Twenty eight million pounds at a time where twenty eight million pounds was the equivalent of a modern day hundred million. But he was he was the best midfielder in Europe at the time. Like the the reason Fergie came out and bought him, he was like, okay, we've lose to Barcelona in Europe all the time, we need someone who can control the pace of the game and pass the ball around in the centre of the park. Who's the best in Europe? Juan Sebastian Veron, sign him. Yeah. So they bought him, but also he played... That, that was at a time where the Premier League was very different to the rest of Europe, whereas now the difference isn't that vast. There's few differences, but it is. But then it was a vastly different game. And Veron is a bit of a James Rodriguez of today. He doesn't sprint never ever sprints he just stands still and he'll pick up the ball and he'll pick a pass and then he doesn't run around like that's just not what he does and that doesn't work in old school premier league and he just got overrun and then he didn't really know where to play and fergie always played 4-4-2 he didn't complain of two in the middle like we hadn't worked out that you can play three in midfield five <laughs> oh yeah that was forward thinking at the time wasn't yeah it? And they're like, oh no, it's too, I can't do that. And so he just never worked. And he was amazing, but played at the wrong team at the wrong time. Because he went to Chelsea afterwards yeah, and was yeah, still yeah. a bit crap. Um, it's amazing that these players get a second chance in the same league. It's like it's like their mm. their reputation prior to coming to the Premier League is still that good that a second club will pick them up in the Prem. Going, oh, yeah, maybe it just didn't work. Didn't work at United, but it'll work with us because remember him at AC Milan? Well, Falco went to Chelsea after Man United, and you're like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, that's he, just he was... crazy. <laughs> oh, here's one for you. David Bentley. What? <laughs> when David Bentley was at Blackburn, yeah. he was mm. the future of English football. Like, I remember in the same they breath... They paid like 20 mil for him. Yeah, it was 20 million pounds at that time when he went to Spurs, yeah. But I remember David Bentley and David Beckham you know, I remember it being like, this is the quality of player that we're looking at right here. Blackburn, he was amazing. And he went to Spurs. He scored a good goal. A, I, yeah. I, can, I can shut my eyes and think of a good David Bentley goal, who was like a, a half He scored a couple of free kicks. Yeah. But he, he wouldn't, at his peak, at his pomp for Spurs, he would not get in the West Brom side as we, as we look at the Premier League right now. No. I agree, but he, 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 to defend him slightly, he had a couple of injuries. And having heard him speak on the radio in the last couple of years, um, he's, I, I really quite like him. He's a really normal bloke. And he's just like, I kind of got bored of football. I wasn't enjoying it. I didn't want to do it anymore. And I like the honesty that he retired at 27. It's just like, well, I could float around at some crappy clubs and do a bit of this and that. He's just like, no, I don't really want to play it. And he set up his own business. Oh, I think he does really. 
real estate or something, but it sounds really boring. But if you're gonna well, if you're I'm, gonna be that guy, right, then I'm gonna I'm all I'm gonna compare everyone who gets bored of football and retires early to Asu Okoto. And if yes. you are not flying around the world being an international superstar DJ, then you have let your life go to waste. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Asu Okoto got bored of football and he's now you know, ragging it up in Ibiza, and he can always come back to football because you know yeah. he's got connections. That kid. <laughs> That's true. No, yeah, it, picking real estate over football is probably not the most exciting. Such choice. a David Bentley decision that. I've um I've got one that's from recent times that is actually uh, we spoke about on the shed a fair amount, um, and he played for Southampton, and there was rumblings of Chelsea or Liverpool buying him, and I thought he was brilliant. And you, Rog, were just like, no, nah, he's crap. I was like, no, nah, he's going to come good. He's going to come good. You're like, no, he's crap. And I have no idea where he is now. Manolo Gabbiadini. Do you remember Manolo Gabbiadini? And- yeah, no, no, he didn't. Oh, God, he signed for, didn't he go to China? No, no, that was um the striker. Pella, um, that Pelle. was Pella. Yes. Yeah, Grazio Pella. The same, same period of Southampton. And uh, he kind of came in around the end of the, a Kuman stage and it was kind of a forward played like left wing and he played really well for about six weeks at the end of one season and like the next season after I was like this is going to be it and there was talk of Chelsea buying him because um Ancelotti was in charge at Chelsea and liked him and stuff and they were no I remember him I remember I remember him I remember him being good and you're right he doesn't exist anymore <laughs> it's like he's no, full no, of no, he's into a vortex <laughs> and he's just gone poof there you go. It's your Premier League career. It's it's like he was in a parallel universe and he got his little wish that came true. And then, oh, it's Gabby Adini. Um Oh yeah. Oh, so at the time, are you telling me at the time I said he was shit? Maybe well, maybe I, he was I, shit then. I you and Rog were pretty down on him, but I was very positive. Okay. I was like, I think this guy's got it. I think he can be a top four striker, and I think he could be really good. And he turned into dog turd. Oh, he plays for Sampdoria now. Yeah, okay. Oh, go figure. Go figure. Well, you know, I think Southampton was his highlight. <laughs> um, I've got a couple of um, random Arsenal ones for you as well. Yeah, go on. A recent a recent one and an old one. The recent one, do you remember when Arsene Wenger signed Kim Kallstrom? And he signed him in oh, January. Oh, God. Didn't he already have and like a, a dud knee when he signed him? He was having and he a- had a broken... Broken back. That's it. So, <laughs> like, if Arsenal fans were going mental, like, we have to sign someone, sign some players. Yeah. And, sign and then they were like, oh, no, don't worry. We've brought in Kim Kallstrom. No, no, no. And you they- have hit the brief, John. You have hit the brief in, in one of the final shots. This is exactly right because I was excited because I used to sign <laughs> Kim Kallstrom on champs, like on championship. Yeah, he, was really good. he was amazing. <laughs> so it's like everyone, every kind of in your bedroom football manager player knew who Kim Kallstrom like, was. You're like, oh, he exists in the real world. He's not just a computer game character. Arsenal are signing him. I'm in. I'm in. I'm engaged. I want to see what this kid's like. And then you hear, yeah, he's got a broken back in his medical, but we'll still pay the bills. Did he play a game? <laughs> no. Oh, oh. No, I think he maybe played one. I think he came off the bench in a League Cup game or something, and that was it. What else is in your Arsenal list? Because they've had some shockers. The, well, no, the last one I had, and this might push your memory a little bit, is they, in late 90s, they wanted to expand their kind of Asian reach. Oh, so yeah. they bought a Japanese kid called Inamoto. I remember Inamoto, yeah. Yeah, Inamoto. And the first time he came on, he's like 19 years old. He came on 
and he just looked like a fat kid. And you're like, <laughs> they've just signed a fat Japanese guy just to go, oh, we've got a Asian player. Like, Man United had Park Ji-sung at the moment that worked for growing the Asian market. Like, oh, we need to do something similar. So they bring in Inamoto. And he, he's just awful. He's just crap at football. He played like two or three games and they went, oh, yeah, maybe not. Sorry. Yeah. It, if you, it reminds me, if you, um, do you remember Lai-T who played for Everton? Oh, you, yeah. The highest the man in football. That's it. Yeah, yeah. For, for those who don't know, Everton had their own, at the time, token... <laughs> uh, token marketing material uh, chap from the from the. Oh, no, he was very good though. Oh, he Whereas, was. He was Inamoto came in. Inamoto came in purely as an advertising tool. Whereas Lighty played for Man City in the Premier League, and he kind of proven himself as like he's a decent player. Well, I remember uh, an interview with Duncan Ferguson at the time. So Duncan Ferguson was still playing centre forward, and the interviewer was like talking about Duncan Ferguson's aggression and like you know what's it like knowing that you're the hardest man uh, at the football club. Like, does everyone not mess with you? At the time, that was a reasonable reporter question because it was a different different world. And he just turned around and go, "I'm not. I'm not. I'm nowhere near. You got to see Lighty. Now he's." <laughs> The most, he's the most feared man. And so for Duncan Ferguson to turn around and go, no, no, don't look at me. Look no, at that little guy down there. He is, he's the nuts. Yeah. yeah I funny. have one more that I want to bring up. I've just go got on. towards the end of my beer. So this is my last one. Um, and English and has won the Premier League and was going to be the kind of midfield answer to the England team, kind of can pass forward, can pass well. One minute, let me guess, let me guess. Danny Drinkwater. 100%. Oh, yes! <laughs> Danny Drinkwater. Oh, my God. 35 million he goes to Chelsea. And no, was, was it brilliant. 35? 35 yep, million? There. Still there, getting 120k a week. Um, oh, God. And he was brilliant in that Leicester team and obviously had Kante playing, well, either side of him and running around doing all his hard work. We had that but in Chelsea, too. Right, true. Yeah, very true. And he was um, he was a Man United kid, and we let him go um, because he, he was captain of our youth teams, but he didn't quite make it. Then um, he went to Leicester and was brilliant and sprayed the ball everywhere, and you're just like, oh, we've got a cultured centre midfielder here who plays for England, and then he's just disappeared. Well, he hasn't right. actually disappeared. He's just got drunk and got drink-driving problems. Gambles. And then gambles a lot and so so i hope he's okay but it's not gone very well for <laughs> yeah that has spiraled hasn't it from being part of the greatest modern premier league footballing stories to nothing it's a pretty mm. quick decline well i think it is also tells when he's gone on loan to burnley can't get a game gone on loan to villa can't get a game. and like you go to burnley sean dyche love him or hate him he's gonna make you work hard yeah. And he'll give he'll give you an opportunity to prove yourself, and that that stinks of well he didn't work hard enough and he didn't prove himself in training, and so I'm not going to give him game. Villa last year was struggling and calling out for midfielders. Dan Drinkwater does there doesn't get a game. Yeah, so, he's, he must be in a dark must be in a sticky patch right now. You'd say. I don't, I don't know if he's got a loan this year. I think he's just sat around at Chelsea. Side point today. We're recording this on the 17th of October. Victor Moses went on loan from Chelsea to someone. Who knew he was still there? I thought he went to Inter. Wasn't he at Inter? He went to, he, he went to Inter on loan. Oh, okay. Yeah, good one. He, he, I don't think he ever surpassed his Wigan days, Victor Moses. 
No, we had one really good year at Chelsea and uh, Conte, didn't he? And the Conte, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was, he was a, he played a fullback. Yeah, he played wing back. They played three, yeah, four, three. It, yeah, yeah, and he played and, at fullback. Because I, I remember that Conte formation of three four three, and we all looked at it like, "What are you doing?" And now half the Premier League does it. Yeah, head of his head of his time, Conte. And now he just sits in Italy signing aging wing backs from the UK. <laughs> from, like Ashley Young. Moses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Ashley Young. Yeah. Oh, good one. This has been fun. My beer's my beer's <laughs> done, so our time is up, John. I'm done.